Sports fans to another episode of the Dropouts Podcast. I am Hunter and I am joined not by my co-host, but my bro host, JT. What up, my dog? What's up, brother? How's it going? Man, living life. Loving college football season. Week two has come and gone. Moved a little bit too fast for my liking, but hey, got some big games coming up. Getting into the meat brother, of the season. Had some had some exciting games this past weekend, man. Some some upsets, uh, close calls, some struggle wins. Yeah. Man, we had we had it all in week two. A little bit of a grab bag of everything there in week two. And of course, we're going to discuss uh, some of it. Not all of it. Because a lot of it is really not relevant to us in regards to who we cover. And that is the SEC, specifically our Georgia Bulldogs there in the classic city of Athens, Georgia. I was lucky enough to be at the game there when UGA dominated UAB. It was a great atmosphere, uh, almost a capacity crowd. Uh, it was a great time, JT, man. I wish you could have been there. It was my boy's first game. It was fantastic. We'll get into the UGA UAB talk and what we liked, what we didn't like, what we feel like we need to improve on. So we'll we'll get into all that. Uh, but I do want to say one thing. Actually, it's it's a pretty lengthy thing. And I, I got it I got a confession, I suppose, to a point. Uh more really it's an apology uh to Coach Smart. Because if I'm being honest, and I am being completely transparent with you guys, the listeners, okay? I am not a professional DJ or a media member. I am simply a fan of the Georgia Bulldogs, right? And a lot of times, and JT will attest to this, I'm a prisoner of the moment. <laughs> and that, that oh, is yeah. to a fault, really, seriously, to a fault, okay? If you were to look at mine and JT's text message threads, you would probably be like, oh, boy, wow. This guy is not an optimistic fella, but I can be at times and just kind of soak it, you know, choke it down and be like, you know what? I'm going to trust this team to do what they're going to do. And usually they deliver. Okay. But this particular Saturday, I, we had been hearing rumblings about JT having the injury to the oblique and he possibly wasn't going to start. I was okay with that considering the opponent. Right. Not not this JT. I did not have an injury. No, JT oblique. Daniels. QB1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, I need to make that clear. JT Daniels dealing with an oblique injury that apparently he had either prior to the Clemson game or he got it during the Clemson game. Either way, it was something that was going to keep him on the sideline for the UAB game. Again, I was okay with that because I was like, all right, this is, you know, it's a group of five team, mid-major team. Uh, let's save JT for the stretch that's coming up That when we turn into October, right? Um, but what I did get excited about was, like, all right, cool. Because up to that point, we had all been in the impression that Carson Beck was QB2, mm-hmm. right? So I was excited. All right, we get to see Carson Beck get out here, get some reps. Well, let's see this kid's arm. We're hearing that he's got the acumen of Peyton Manning is a name that, keep, that, have, that has been floated out. I'm not making that up. That's literally a name that's been floated out in comparison to Carson Beck. But then the rumors started that it was Stetson Bennett the fourth. And if I'm being honest, my initial reaction was, no. Shit, no. Please, no. It can't I will be. tell you, I will, I, I tell the people exactly, exactly what you said. You said, why the hell are they doing that? <laughs> yes. Because we already know what we have in Stetson Bennett. And that's, that's exactly right. Because and I still feel that we still we do know what we have in Stetson Bennett, but when he come out there, Stetson did. They commanded that offense, and the second throw of the game, the second play from scrimmage, was a seventy-three yard touchdown pass to Jermaine Burton. I said, okay, all right, and then yet again, then it was another touchdown pass, and then another touchdown pass, and then another touchdown pass. I said, and I decided. I think I even touched Jason or JT during the game. I said, all right, that's it. From here on out, I trust Kirby wholeheartedly, no question. 
he knows his team better than I do. So yeah, I'm I'm looking back here. I'm looking back here at our uh, our text. Um, while uh, my boy Hunter was at the game, yep. enjoying the game with his son, mm-hmm. having having a great father dad time. Yep. Uh, I was sitting on Jekyll Island at uh, Tortuga Jacks at the bar. Not a bad situation. Uh, you know, having some having some uh, nice coronas, and uh, you know, was probably about about four or five deep, and. Uh, <laughs> We uh, we started texting back and two, and he was letting me know, you know, what was going on as far as who was warming up with the ones, and you know, this, that, and the other. And he tells me that um, he sees Bennett warming up with the ones. Yeah. And and then he sends me a message at two ten. The game was mm-hmm. at four o'clock. Three thirty. Right? It was three thirty. Three thirty. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stetson starting today. I am done defending Kirby. Yeah. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and that was my again prisoner of the moment. I said that, and after I said that, I said, you know what? That's probably pretty harsh. I shouldn't <laughs> say I'm done defending Kirby because at the end of the day, you know what? I don't care. It's my team. George is my team, and I'm not trying to justify my ignorance here, but I guess to a point, I actually am. Uh, I know, and I said this in a text message. I believe yesterday to you, maybe today. I, I can see this team is different. They feel different. They're built different. They, it seems like there's this. Uh, we use the word culture a lot. There's this culture with this team, and there's so much talent and so much drive. I just want them to have the kind of season that they deserve and that they're capable of. And when it seems like something is trying to take that away, I get antsy. So that's that's the reason why I said what I said. But at the end of it all, and it didn't take very long. I said, and it wasn't long after that, maybe an hour or two, JT, I said, you know what, I'm going to trust Kirby. He knows his team better than me. I need to shut up and just be a better fan. And that's what I'm going to do here, and that's why I say, Coach Tremart, if you are listening, and I hope you are, you're probably not, but if you are, I am sorry. I know you've probably been upset about the fact that I said I would not defend you anymore, but I take it back. I didn't mean it. I promise. I will defend you until... You leave Athens, which I hope is never, if I'm honest, uh, because I really, really think he loves you. No, I don't think. He, I know he loves the University of Georgia, and he's going to make the best decision he thinks that gives the team the best chance to win, right? That's something. So, so if you're, so if you're yeah, like, let, let me let me throw this out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking back at the tape. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, you're good. But uh, at 3:54, mm-hmm. game time is 3:30. Yep. Um, you sent me a text and says. Maybe I should just be quiet yep. and trust Kirby <laughs> and just love the dogs from here on out. Did not take very long, did it? Because they kicked off a three And I said, that makes two of us. And then right after that, I said, so Benny looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, I'm eating crow here. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But I'm being honest with you guys because I feel like that we did, that's what I want to be. I want to be honest and be transparent. I dumped on Kirby for about a good 15, 20 minutes. And then he showed me why he is the head coach of the University of Georgia, why I need to keep my mouth shut and understand. And you did. That, the last the last text you said, clearly, I will shut up now. Yeah, and, I, that's, <laughs> and that's all there is to it. So if Stetson Bennett rolls out there on, to start at South Carolina, okay, Kirby knows what he's doing. If he rolls out to start at Arkansas, cool. He knows, he knows what he's doing. I'm, I may still have this nervous pit, but I'm going to trust Kirby. Uh, and again, it's not just Kirby, it's a staff. The staff, they're not a bunch of idiots, right? You know, I'm the idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm the idiot that don't that thinks I know better. You know what I mean? So I don't. So Kirby, Coach Smart, I apologize. I should not have doubted you, and that will not happen again. All right. JT, let's get that out the way. You think you think you'll forgive me? Coach Smart? Um, I, I got to figure. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not the only one, bro. No, you're I know that. You're not the only one. There's a whole fan base out there was in an uproar about it. Yeah. I was, I was kind of, I mean, I was good either way because, you know, Stetson knows our offense. He knows it like the back of his hand. Um, yeah. You know, we talked about that yesterday. Um, I feel, I feel confident with him uh, running the offense. I was, however, after all the hype was given on Beck and everything, being right. QB2 and this, that, and the other, I was really shocked that he didn't play. You know, that first series, he wasn't under center. 
Yeah. And I was like, well, I was kind of scratching my head too. I'm not going to lie. But, um, you know, I, I felt, I felt comfortable with, with Stetson. I, I really did. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, uh, I, you know, I was talking to, to a buddy of mine the other day and, uh, we were, we were sending messages back and forth and we were in the same boat with, with Bennett. Um, you know, JT Daniels, you know, come in last year, really showed out. Um, stats were, you know, off the charts. Mm-hmm. Um, but question is, is he really a better quarterback than Stetson? We're talking about Carson? No, I don't know. And see, here's the thing. Stetson knows the playbook. He's basically wrote it at this point. Right? I mean, he knows it. He's comfortable with the offense. And after the game, Kirby said as much. He said, you know, he, he provides a calming presence for that offense. And that's what they needed. Yeah. And, and admittedly, as excited as I am, as I was, about the potential of seeing Carson Beck, um, and I still think he's going to be good. He, he wasn't great. He wasn't awful. Right? But he wasn't great. His first drive was pretty bad. Throwing a couple in the dirt, missed some reads, whatever. Uh, yeah. But he had that nice couple nice passes. Really nice pass to Adonai Mitchell uh, there on the perimeter. Then he had the nice touchdown pass to Justin Robinson. So that was it was cool because Carson Beck's first touchdown pass and Justin Robinson's first touchdown catch. So uh, yep. pretty cool moment there. So he showed some brilliance, right? But he, he also showed why he didn't get the start uh, mm-hmm. and, and why he needs some growth. And hopefully he sticks around because it is a very talented quarterback room right now. Uh, Stetson, I hope, never leaves. Can we can we just agree now? And I'm going to go ahead and say it that Stetson Bennett is pretty much a UGA legend at this point. I mean, oh, absolutely, absolutely. He, the boy, yeah. the boy loves UGA. He loves him, and you know, how he do just you loves not, it. How do you not like his personality, his character, yep. the whole blues clues thing that's floating around Twitter? I don't know if you saw it, but yeah, it's, it it's fantastic. <laughs> it really is, and I think it was the Georgia media team that put it out. It is wonderful because yeah. for folks yeah. that don't it know was. it. He's, he's his nickname is the mailman, and boy, he delivered Saturday. He really yes, he did. did. He really yes, did. Yes, he did. So, yep, yeah, uh, I love Stet. I'm going to get me a jersey. I don't care what he does. I hope he stays with the team forever. I hope he becomes an assistant. Whatever. I I just I hope he never leaves. I, I sincerely love the kid. Um, and you know, I say, I said it a little while ago. I know what he's capable of. I know his ceiling. Do I though? Because this stands the reason he may have developed. Maybe he developed in the year with Munkin. You know where he actually had an off season. Who knows? But look, look, listen, listen. This, oh, me and you talked about this yesterday. All right, he's smaller in stature by Five far 11. from JT Daniels yep. or Carson Beck. Mm-hmm. Does not have the arm strength of either one of them. No. But the man knows the offense. Yeah. He led us to a halftime lead against Bama. Right. A big, huge game, mm-hmm. and 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 the receivers. We 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 both talked about it. You know, they they were open. Um, they had separation. We just yeah. missed passes. Yeah. Um, but he played a decent ball game. I think our defense kind of shit the bed on that that game. Well, it was bad. Um, you know, it was a pressurized game. Yeah, big game. And and then we go and then we go into uh, then we go into uh, Florida mm-hmm. in Jacksonville. Yep. And the really, man gets us into a fourteen nothing lead. Yeah, really talented Florida team, arguably. And and then you know we shit the bed again. Yeah. So he's you know, he's got he's got the capabilities. Yeah. He, there's no doubt in my mind he's got the capabilities. Yeah, it's there, especially in between the years. It's certainly there. You know, he may yes. not be as physical as, uh, but he still may, he ain't the he had the longest rush of the day, twenty yards. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's a good little athlete, but. Yeah, he makes up for that lack of height by rolling out to, you know, left or right, which he does fantastic. He does a good job of that. Um, so, yeah, Stetson Bennett is a UGA legend. If you don't like it, you can suck it because that's what he is to me. And uh, I love the kid. I hope he never leaves. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and as far as a cube, I know what the narrative has become. Oh, there's a quarterback controversy. Robert Griffin III said as much on the, air, on the broadcast during the game. No, there's not. Let's no. be clear, folks. There is not a QB controversy. JT Daniels is the starter. When he's healthy, he will play. And from what I understand, he really wants to play Saturday. But the decision has to be made. Do we put him at risk if he's only at 
I'm of the mind to say no. But then again, like I said earlier, whatever Kirby decides, I'm down. So, because I do believe Kirby has grown as a head coach, despite oh, absolutely. most people, what they believe. All right, so there's some interesting news. We'll come back, we'll circle back around the Georgia at the end of the broadcast. We'll talk about, again, a little bit more in depth about the UGA-UAB game, what we liked, what we didn't like. But uh, there's a job opening on the West Coast, JT, out there in Los Angeles. The University of Southern California finally cuts bait on Clay Helton. He is now unemployed. Uh, I don't think anybody's really surprised about the fact that Clay Hilton was fired. It was just kind of when, I mean, week two. Dude, I'm surprised he wasn't going last year, honestly. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at, and, and I think that's kind of the popular narrative on this is why, why now? Why, what, what was different now that didn't happen last year? You know what I mean? Like what, what was the, what was the straw that broke the camel's back? I mean, why? But, it, I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter. He's out. He's gone. There's a plethora of names that's already been thrown out and actually attached to the USC. A lot of it's speculation. You know how this stuff goes, right? Um, mm-hmm. No one really knows what USC's thinking other than the fact they need to get a home run higher. Probably someone who has head coaching experience. It's not likely they'll pull a coordinator out of a program that's never been a head coach. Uh, I know some Georgia fans showed some concerns. Oh, no, they're going to fish for Dan Lanning or Todd Munkin. That's just not likely, I don't think. Um, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of the names that I've heard and seen come up, Urban Meyer, I've heard his name several times about because, you know, he's just having trouble there in Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. So there's some speculation that maybe he would show some interest in it. Uh, Dan Mullen's name, for whatever reason, has been, uh, there's been rumors floating around, nothing confirmed. Uh, personally, I don't think he has the personality to be the head coach at USC. Um, but who knows? But from what I understand, Mullen is the one showing the interest, not USC showing the interest. But that's not to say USC is not interested because they very well could be. He's been a head coach for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, James Franklin is a name. Matt Campbell. Uh, Bob Stoops of all the names. I don't know. Again, this is all speculation, folks. None of this is like they're not interviewing. I don't know if they're interviewing. You know what I mean? None of this has been confirmed. Luke Fickle from Cincinnati, the head coach of Cincinnati, was a name. I doubt he goes anywhere, being as they're finally joining, they're, you know, graduating from Group 5 to Power 5, joining the Big 12. Yeah. Uh, from what I did read earlier, though, James Franklin could possibly be the front runner for this job, which is interesting considering he's at Penn State. How do you feel about that one? Is that the kind um, of hire USC needs? To me, it seems a little underwhelming. I, you know, I'm, I, I personally, I am, I'm not a James Franklin fan. Yeah. Um, you know, I think he's he's right where he needs to be for for right now. Yeah. Um, I don't really think he's the kind of fit for USC. Right. Um, but you know, I'm just I'm just not a huge huge James Franklin fan. Um, and I will say you was talking about, you're not sure the timing on it, you know, or whatever, you know, why now, um, Mm -hmm. could it be because of the rival Stanford (laughs) that wax them basically, Mm -hmm. um, the loss to, to Stanford, could that have been the nail? Yeah. Because that's a that's a big you know yeah that's a big rivalry game, um, not as big as UCLA, USC, right. but Stanford's always been a big game with them, uh, and they uh, yeah they they uh, they got it handed to them. Yeah, and UCLA right now looks like the big dog in in the Pac-12 with the you know their wins, especially the way they handled LSU. Although Oregon did take care of business with Ohio State over the weekend. Uh, yeah. which is something we did not expect. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I know on record earlier today, uh, I don't know how earlier, somewhat earlier, late this evening, later this afternoon, whatever, this past afternoon, uh, Urban Meyer actually told the media, yeah, there's no chance he'll take the USC job. And we all know how, how you know, how much he loves telling the truth. So <laughs> you, you take that for what it's worth. I mean, Urban Meyer, I don't know if he knows the truth if it slapped him in the face, but whatever he may be legitimately telling the truth here but another interesting name that i've heard get brought up and the only one i've really uh heard bring it up and i'll give him credit if it does happen is Hugh freeze being connected to usc that would be a big time hire man because the dude can recruit the dude can coach right his offenses have yep. been 
uh, dynamic, especially when he was at Ole Miss. So I don't know. That's maybe that's something to watch. But apparently, right now, James Franklin is the guy being paired. So we'll see what happens there at USC. Uh, be interesting to see if what kind of domino effect that actually does happen because Penn State that's another big job, right? That's a big oh, time yeah, program absolutely. that has admittedly yeah. been up and down under James Franklin's uh, leadership. You know, last year they started four losses in a row. It was not a good year for Penn State. Um, but, you know, they're doing pretty good this year. So far, so good. Uh, but then again, it is the Big Ten. So. Well, Happy Happy Valley will be uh, extremely happy if they handle business this weekend. That's so. exactly right. We'll actually get to our picks on that game. The lines have been shifting all day long uh, for yeah. a lot of these bitter games. So, can we all agree also, folks, that Texas and Oklahoma are not ready for the SEC? Can we go ahead and say that right now? I'm not saying they can't get ready, but they're not ready but I thought, right now. I thought Texas, man, I thought Texas was back. I thought Oklahoma fixed their defense. <laughs> and Tulane said no. I know they handled business this past weekend. Cool. Who'd they play? What, what was it? The Tulsa School of Welding or something? Or, you know, the, the cast of Big Brother? I mean, whoever they played, I mean, they, they blew them out, I'm sure. I didn't watch very many games other than the one I was at. Uh, did a lot of traveling also Saturday. So, I don't know. I'm just – I'm not impressed by either team. Not that I ever really have been, right? And I know a lot of people, oh, so great, Texas beat Georgia. Yeah, they did. They did. I'm not going to take that away from them. They legitimately did when we had a pile of opt-outs. But that's not an excuse, is it? We should have won that game. Either that or Western just, Western Carolina. That's who Oklahoma played. Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Western Carolina. Well, that still doesn't change my opinion. That's a. It was uh, a. Like, yeah, I think seventy six. Yeah, seventy six nothing. Yeah. These poor directional schools from Illinois, Carolina, and Michigan. You know they get beat up on a lot. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to say Texas and OU are not. I just simply not ready. And here's part of the reason why. This is where we're going to get into our week two review. We talked about this. I'm on record saying Arkansas was going to take the win over Texas, and boy, did they. That is what you call a statement win, JT. The pit yes, sir. took it pit from them. Yep. Yes. And I couldn't be happier. Now, I hope we handle Arkansas in week four when they come to Athens. Not going to lie. A little nervous about that game because of the energy they're going to be bringing in. Hopefully, Georgia's got a similar amount of injury because we're going to pretty much – I, I have no doubt we're going to take care of business against South Carolina, and then we're pretty much going to grudge fuck Vanderbilt on week three or four, and then in comes Arkansas. Okay. Was it? Uh, did you see? Did you see the video uh, that they posted on Twitter? I think it was Twitter and Instagram. Actually, I saw it on there. Um, and I don't know. Was it? The, was it the athletic director of uh, Arkansas? I must not have seen it. I'm not sure. Is it? I, I don't know if it was or not. Uh, Arkansas fans, please forgive me or whatever. Um, anyway, he was talking to the uh, the trooper on the field. And yes, that no. I, as I'm sorry, I do know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was and talking about yeah, talking about the goalpost coming down yep. and all that kind of he stuff. He was trying to be sure was, everybody was okay. Yeah. Yeah, he just wanted to make sure everybody was safe, but he was going to let the fans just run amok and have a blast. Oh, he was ready to write that check, my friend. Let me tell you, man, so cool, so cool to see that yeah. um, in I mean, Arkansas. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because it's week two, and, you yeah, just be, yeah. and you're celebrating like you just won, you know, the division or the the, the conference. But still, well, you know, Arkansas and – be, And to beat, a team, to beat a team that is pushing to get into the SEC too, you know, yeah, as and, hard as they were. And are a lot like Notre Dame, and every year they get this preseason – rankings love for no other reason other than their name you know what i mean and then every year they crap the bed and they don't do anything worth a crap yeah man don't get me started on notre dame i'm not <laughs> we're, we're, uh, yeah yeah struggle win against toledo uh we'll kind of touch on that i'm not gonna waste a lot of time with him or florida state bunch of jokers sucked me in week one mm, yeah jacksonville yeah. state so but yeah uh texas just dominated there was no chance they were winning that game you could tell that from the word go they dominated. Arkansas just was not going to lose that game. Fantastic win. 40-21 to 21 was, I believe, was the final score. Yep, 40-21. to 21. Yeah. Arkansas unranked. Texas was ranked 15th. 
Arkansas finally breaks in the top 25 since the 1800s or something like that. I mean, it ain't been that long. But Arkansas has been down for quite some time, and again, couldn't happen to a better coach uh, in Sam Pittman. Super happy for them in that program. Good stuff, good stuff. So, mm-hmm. some other struggle wins, man, and ones we really didn't talk about. Texas A&M went to Colorado and had a struggle win, 10-7. to uh, Texas A&M, man, I don't know. These guys get, again, some preseason love because Jimbo Fisher recruits well, and they got the deep pockets, but they just never, – never really comes to fruition with them. It just doesn't I'm, – I'm interested to see what happens when they get into SEC play and they start playing, you know, the LSUs and the Ole Miss, and especially when they play Bama. Um, man, they make me they make me like scratch my head. Yeah. And that's and a good way to put like you know what I it just it baffles me cuz every season every season we're like, yeah, Texas A&M, man, they've got this person and this person and this person. Jimbo's kind of turning the turning the program around in the right direction. Um and they they'll they'll give a run in the west. Yeah. And they just so far, man, it just Golly! Yeah, I, I, just, I don't know. I can't. We can't figure out what it is. I mean, it's it's not talent. They have talent. Haynes King, by and large, is a good quarterback. I don't know. I didn't watch a lick of the game. I haven't looked at any stats. I just looked at the score. I was like, ooh, that's pretty much all that needs. That's all you need to know. Ten to seven. Because uh, Colorado, while not a pushover, but they're not a perennial power either. Let's be clear. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of struggle wins, South Carolina. Uh, edges East Carolina, which actually I think the the spread on this was two in favor of South Carolina at the beginning of the game, so they did cover. Uh, they did that, cover. Uh, that means kick, nothing. Kick the field goal with time running out. Yeah. yeah, that means nothing because their offensive line is dead last in the SEC with pass protection. And that was a pass protection or run blocking. Either way, they're dead last in something which is not bode well for this weekend with Georgia's defensive line. So we'll preview that here directly. But USC, eh, impressive week one against a, a, a mid, you know, a lower-level team. Not so impressive against East Carolina. Impressive maybe because they held on to win. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Jur- jury is still out on Shane Beamer and what he's not, – not really. I, I shouldn't say that. Let me walk that back. He's got to have more time. Yeah. Shane Beamer's a good person, it seems like. He, he's from Cur, Cur, uh, Kirby's coaching tree, now that Kirby's actually getting a pretty significant tree um, between Mel Tucker, Sam Pittman, and now Shane Beamer all having head coaches, you know, head coaching jobs. Kind of wild to think about that, isn't it? Yes, but Then they say Kirby absolutely. can't develop. Hmm, interesting. So, yeah, so USC Junior, they struggle with ECU there at East Carolina. Uh, Pitt handles business against the University of Tennessee. Me and Jason, we were split on this pick. I picked Pittsburgh, and JT rolled with the big orange, and, you know, they kept it a game. Pitt covered. The original line on this was three and a half, uh, 41-34 the final score in favors of Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh is a good team. I'm not going to dump on Tennessee here because Pittsburgh is a quality team. They are good. No, Tennessee had the ball pretty deep, and Pitt, territory towards the end of that game i think and they get stopped on I, a, yeah i don't like i said i, had, I didn't fourth get to watch down them. or something i had to just monitor scores you know yeah yeah um which i was able to do during the game a little bit that i was at but uh but yeah i mean it was a good effort i think this is about what you can expect from tennessee this year yeah, you know what I mean. I, I don't think this is not like, oh my God, Tennessee is still in the same place. Nah, again, if this this is Pittsburgh, and they're they're not a slouch team. They're a, they're a decent team, pretty good. Um, and so I, I don't think if you're a Tennessee fan, you don't don't, you know what I mean. Don't sell out on Josh Heupel just yet. Give him he's going to need some time. They're going to get better as the season rolls on. Okay, so UK Kentucky. Close one with Mizzou, although Kentucky does take care of business, 35-28. By and large, like Kentucky looked pretty good. Still got some issues to work out. Heard there was a goal line fumble uh, that almost caused – that could have cost him the game. But, uh, yep, UK takes care of business. We both picked Kentucky on that one. Did good. This is where we got us, man. Oregon got us. We picked Oregon to lose to Ohio State, thinking that was pretty much a no-brainer. Oregon on the road going to Ohio State. Nope. Ohio State. Found out, we found out about that defense again. Defense is not very good. 
in the Big Ten, as we can tell. Um, at least with Ohio State, I really shouldn't say across the conference because I don't know. But Ohio State loses. They go ahead and get their loss uh, week two. You know, and there could be another one on their schedule. Again, this was a close one. This wasn't uh, the original line on this was 15, you know. Uh, but they Oregon beat them 35-28. So, number three goes down. It's interesting. I, I just didn't think Oregon had what they needed to have in order to to beat Ohio State. But, boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah, I was too, buddy. Hey. I, I really thought that uh, – I thought, I thought Ohio State had the – had the athletes to handle business. Yeah. Um, we, but we did, I think we did both say that, that it was going to be close. I did. I did think we did both say that. Yeah. Um, but the, the athletes in the end that Ohio State had, you know, it would be, it would win out. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I had just got to the bar there at Tortugas, man, and was catching the last <laughs> two minutes of that. And I was like, Hey, Hey, and that's, uh, you know, I started really getting into the Coronas after that. I hear you, man. I hear you. And uh, another good game that I wish I could have watched was the Iowa-Iowa State game. I believe me and you both. Did me and you both? I know I picked the Hawkeyes. But I don't yes, remember. I did. You did pick the Hawkeyes, so we were in unity on that one. Uh, yep. We nailed that one, man. The the over-under, I'm sorry, the the line on that was four in favor of, Ohio, of Iowa State. Uh, Iowa 27-17 took care of business. They got it done, well, you know. Uh, even though Ames is a tough place to play, I keep hearing. Uh, Iowa is a rivalry game, so that's kind of what that is. So, yep. Iowa, good good stuff. Good stuff from Iowa. All right, let's get into week three. Oh, not, actually, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. What am I doing? Let's talk about Georgia. Slow down. Yes. Slow down. Let's talk about Georgia, JT. Some good stuff happened. We already kind of talked about it at the top of the program. Uh, JT, or I'm sorry, I was going to say JT Bennett. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> uh, I need to take a nap. All right. Stetson Bennett, the fourth, took care of business, showed out. At one time, he had a stat line of five for five for 245 yards and four touchdowns. That was before the half. Five for five with four touchdowns. That's the guy. The guy was slinging the bean, man. He was. And it was a fun thing to see, especially live. The crowd was just. I mean, it was amazing. Watching that defense live was something otherworldly. It was a, it was almost a spiritual experience. I mean, it was just they were flying all over the field. Fun to watch. Channing Tindall's a friggin' missile. So, good stuff. So, that's a lot of what we liked. We know what we liked. We liked the deep ball. We liked the big explosive plays. Jermaine Burton got in on the action. Brock frickin' Bowers, yo. 21.9 miles an hour is what this kid was clocked at running. Are you serious? That, that guy is flat out just unbelievable. We we was talking yesterday about the angle that the safety had on him. He should going have been to the sideline. Should should have at least at least got to him to knock him out of bounds. Ran right through the at angle. least, and just ran right through it. Yeah. I'm like, golly, this kid is fast. And, and that was one of two touchdowns he had for the day. What we're talking about a good. It was a actually a wheel route. Uh, caught the pass, beautiful pass, little floater from Stetson. You know, he had a clean pocket all day long. He really yep. did. Pass protection was fantastic. Uh, he ran it in. I think it was like, what, 60-something yards, maybe longer than that, maybe even 80 yards. I don't really remember the yardage. I just remember when that boy caught the pass, I knew he was gone. I mean, he was, he gone. was out of there. Uh, mm-hmm. Adonai Mitchell caught him a touchdown pass, I believe. Was that – was it? No, I'm sorry. Arian Smith got that touchdown yeah. pass. Yeah, he caught that uh, we mentioned Justin Robinson earlier got his first one. James Cook finally got us a rushing touchdown. Uh, Kenny McIntosh got him a receiving touchdown. So I want to talk about our running game because I am a little concerned. And maybe I shouldn't be concerned. Maybe it's a light concern, a light worry, because admittedly we're not running the rock like we usually do that the University of Georgia is known for. Um, and I don't think it has very much to do with our – as much to do with our running backs as it does to do with our offensive line not creating the space. And when the space is created, maybe our backs aren't hitting those holes the way they should, as hard as they should. Jay, is this something that we're going to fix? Do you see us struggling to run the ball all season? I, I, man, you know, it's um, Kirby is doing a lot of shuffling on the line right now, and he's just trying to find a combination of guys right. that uh, that work 
together, you know? Right. Um, we've, I want to say it's, it's not a major problem. I don't think, um, cause a lot of it is, is just execution. Um, we're, we're not executing the way that we need to, um, on the offensive line, but, uh, it, it is, I mean, it is concerning that we have not found a group with, with the talent that we have, mm-hmm. that we've not found a group that is just, we've, we've got them jailed, you know, they, they just work well together. Um, yeah. that's it's what, not, con, that's what concerns me more. It's still, they're still young though. And it's not for lack of talent. And I will say this guys, if you, and I'm going to plug somebody here. If you do, if you guys don't follow the film guy, uh, his name's Brooks Austin on Twitter. If you don't subscribe to his Patreon. You're missing out because he goes in depth with these film breakdowns and it's fantastic. And he points stuff out that if you're kind of a casual football fan or you've never played football, or if you just had this interest to get more in depth. And if you have played football, you crave something someone that actually goes in depth of what's happening during this football game, the little things, this is the guy you need to subscribe to. So go find him on Patreon, Brooks Austin. He, he, he's great. He, he does a great job with what he does. Uh, and one of the things he did in his film breakdown that I would have never caught was ordinarily the center is the one making the calls, right? Mm-hmm. They're the ones making the calls. During the UAB game, it was Jamari Sawyer all the way over the left tackle position. You can see where this is going to be problematic, right? Because if we're trying to make the change at the offensive line, we wanted to go left. Well, now we need to go right because that's what the quarterback is seeing, reading the defense, and he's making that shift call. Well, the right tackle may not hear that call, right? Yeah. That's only one of the issues. The other issue is they are young, and I agree with you, Jay. They're doing a lot of shuffling. We got There's not for lack of talent. They'll figure it out. I, do, I believe they do. Oh, yeah. They'll yeah. figure it out. Um, I do think we have more success on perimeter runs. Maybe we need to lay off the inside zone, but then again, I get it. Run the rock. Hit them, hit them where it hurts. And the first instinct is to say, well, let's not take anything away from UAB, and we don't need to because that what that is a good football team. Yeah, They have some large folks on their defensive line. By and large, they did a good job against Georgia's offensive line. They really did. Uh, they held their own and plugged up some of those holes. There's a lot of power five retreads on that team. All right, but that's still no excuse. That is still a mid-major program, okay? There's a reason they're at UAB and not at places like Georgia. So I was a little disappointed in the run game. Do I expect it to get better? Absolutely, 100%. And I do, yeah, expect, we the, will. I do expect the play calling to get a little more, compl- you know, not when I say complex, but a little bit more elaborate as we uh, – and pretty much what our opponent dictates. UAB did not dictate a bunch of weird – elaborate calls a lot of complex calls right the scheme mm-hmm. was not necessary so but yeah i mean that would that would be my biggest thing and the fact that we can't kick a freaking field goal that that to me that's more concerning um yeah because in these these tight games man it's uh you know field goals are that that's huge we left um, three on the field with clemson it should have been 13-3 if we just stored all yeah. the field goals right yeah and and I don't know, like you know, like we had talked about. I don't know if it's if it's a hold thing, um, if it's a timing thing, um, or if it's just now he's just it's in his head mentally. Yeah. Um, and it may be a little combination of everything. Maybe. Um, maybe a little bit of trust issue going on. I you know who knows, but uh. I, I really, I do think that I think that Jack Pod will figure it out. I think you know he'll he'll kind of he'll work at it. Yeah. Um, and I think you know by the I don't know probably fourth fourth game or so. I think I think we'll start seeing some some more accuracy out of him. Yeah, and Kirby Smart naturally was asked about this. I think it was press conference from today, maybe it was from yesterday, and he said, you know, we still got faith in him. We still believe in him. We like his leg. So he's doing what he should be doing, you know. He's showing yeah. him support. They're going to keep working for him. They're not, you know, dumping on the kid. Uh, he's just, you know, it's not cost us anything at this point. Uh, thank goodness, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not dumping on jackpot by no means. I don't like calling him hot pod. I don't like doing that at all. So um, I'm not sure what I'd like to call him. But Jackpot is fine by me. J-Pod. Yeah, know. J-Pod. Yeah, that'll work. 
But I don't care what his nickname is. I just need him to hit. I just need him to hit it between the goalposts. Yeah, I just want to kick, kick it through the uprise, man. That's yeah, all man. We need. That's all we got to do. So we're gonna take a quick break, and on the other side of this, me and JT is gonna get on some week three picks. See you in a minute. Hey, folks. Welcome back. We appreciate you sticking sticking along with us, man. Hanging out with us. We always appreciate when you guys listen. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, guys. I. Uh, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast, you'll find us. We just appreciate you listening. Follow us on Twitter if you want. Uh, you know, we're we're pretty much we don't pander, right? You know what I mean. We we love all you nah. guys, but we we certainly don't pander. Uh, but it's all in good fun, okay, folks. So hang on, listen. I got listen to this. That, my friends, is refreshment. Yeah, you're not even right for that, man. Yeah, here. Mhm. Let's get the whistle wet. All yeah, right. See, I'm stuck here, not able to partake, and <laughs> you're you're enjoying that cold oh, refreshment man. without me. Enjoyment. That's that's saying it lightly, my friend. That's good. That went down smooth. Week three I is. Bet upon, it did. Yeah, week three is upon us, man. Can you believe it already? We were waiting for this season to get here i felt like i was never going to get here and here it is and it's just moving by so fast it is flying man too fast it's wednesday night so let's talk about some of these games you know there's some good ones there's some good games coming up Uh, i'm going to hit on a few in the top 25 if they're not ranked probably not going to talk about it because i don't care uh michigan state is going to travel all the way down to miami to take on the hurricanes Interesting matchup because this is not necessarily – this is like a bowl game matchup. You know what I mean? It's pretty Mm -hmm. cool. This is a regular season matchup. I like this. Miami's favored by six in this. Admittedly, I know – I don't know shit about Michigan State. So I really don't know which way to go. So I'm going to go the way of Vegas here and say Miami's going to win this. And I'll even say they cover. Man, like you said, that's a a toss-up. Yeah. I I have no – idea who is going to win this um it's in where's it at miami it is in miami yep i i guess i'll have to go with the canes since they're going to be home uh yeah. that's really the only thing that one reason i can think of yeah and i don't think the the player well, i don't know where they're all from but they've been playing in michigan state for for so long now they'll be traveling down to miami where it's hot and humid you know Crazy environment. I think rains in the forecast for down there because it is South Florida. They think it rains every day. Uh, let's see. Another interesting match. Eh, I don't really say interesting. Oklahoma plays host to Nebraska. Oklahoma favored by 22 here. I don't see Nebraska's awful. So Oklahoma takes care of business here. I don't see them having any real trouble. Uh, it'd be hilarious if they did. But I don't think so. Um, let's see. Oh, this is an interesting matchup. Simply because of the line right now. Purdue is going to South Bend to take on Notre Dame. Both of these teams undefeated. And Purdue's always usually pretty good for an upset. They, You know what I mean? They got Ohio State a couple years back. Handled business there. Uh, the line is at seven right now in favor of Notre Dame. I think I'm I, going I'm going to Boilermakers, man. Are you going for the upset? I'm going for the upset. Okay. I'm tired of I'm tired of Notre Dame like just barely getting through these games. Um, I'm ready for somebody just to put them out of their misery. All right, man. I go. I roll with you, man. Purdue wins it by a field goal. Yep. Notre Dame covers, but Purdue gets it by a field goal. I'm in. L- let's do it, man. Uh, hey, I like it. <laughs> I like All it. All right, I'm getting excited. Oh, here's one that'll be close: Clemson and Georgia Tech. Not. Let's move on past Jeez. that one because I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. Arkansas is going to beat down Georgia Southern. Go ahead and take that one as a as a lost pair of Eagles. Sorry, folks. Big, big quarter, big quarterback problems in in the borough right now, man. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know anything. I couldn't tell you. I don't think I know who the coach is right now. I, I don't follow Georgia Southern. I used to because they're so close to us, right? But I just I lost interest. And yeah, that's not a knock on them. I just yeah, whatever. Uh, let's see. Here's a good one that I think is going to be fun. Uh, Mississippi State and Memphis. 
Uh, Mississippi State, I believe, at my last look, was favored by three. Let me bring it back up because I want to be sure I'm, I'm giving accurate, timely information here. They're still favored by three. They're on the road here. They're going to Memphis to play this game. Yeah, and I don't know anything about Memphis, uh, so I really don't know how they're going to fare against Mississippi State. Again, Mississippi State favored by three. The overrunners are 63 and a half, so they're expecting a high-scoring game here, uh, probably because of Mike Leach, right? Um, so I, I, I don't know. As bad as I don't like them, I, I'm going Mississippi State here. I don't think they have any real trouble with Memphis. Maybe Memphis keeps it close. Be interesting. Uh, I mean, I don't know what kind of sorcery that Mike Leach is going to pull out uh, <laughs> in Memphis, but uh, I mean, uh, he'll he'll find some way. I, I feel like um, to get it to get it done. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think it's hard to doubt this one. So, who knows, man? You never know. So let's get into the meat of some of these, because you know, again, there are some good games, but then there are some snoozers. Um, but it's a sneaky good Saturday that's coming right on up. All right, um, tomorrow. Well, no, today's Wednesday. You actually got Louisville and UCF playing Friday. That'll be a good one. Uh, UCF yeah. favored. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Knights here on that one, and I believe they cover. I don't think Louisville's gonna have very much for um, Central Florida. Who are they playing? They're playing Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna. I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with the Knights on that. Yeah, I had in my notes Florida State and Wake Forest, but I'm I'm still pissed at Florida State, so I'm not even going to worry about those guys. That was just yeah. piss poor. So to hell with them. If you're a Florida State fan, I'm sorry, guys. I'm moving on past them. All right, so yeah. let's see. This is an interesting one, Cincinnati and Indiana. This is one where Cincinnati's favored by four at this point. I think Cincinnati should be on upset alert. They are in Indiana when they play this game. I'm going to go ahead and go um, – I'm going to take another upset here. I'm going Indy. You going Indy? I'm going Indy. I'm going to go with old Fickle, man. I'm going. I'm going with Bearcats. Okay. Bearcats versus the Hoosiers. I'm cool with that. I don't have any problem with that. I just I feel it in my bones, man. I'm taking Indiana. Yeah. I'm gonna take it. Yep. All right. So let's get into the meat of it, bro. Let's get, let's do this because I can't wait to talk about some of these. Penn State, whiteout game. They're going to be right there at State College, Pennsylvania. It's on my bucket list. I want to go. Okay, when I retire or when I win the lottery, whichever comes first, hopefully lottery, I'm going to travel around and I want to go to different stadiums. And I want to experience a game in those stadiums. Big games, not just crap games, big games. Penn State's yep. on my list. They host Auburn. Auburn will finally, hopefully, be tested. Okay. I know what Auburn fans are thinking. We're number one. We're because they've beaten nobody. All right. I'm okay with you guys being optimistic. It's okay, but let's also be realistic. This will be Auburn's first test. Who wins this game? Penn State's favored. I think it was originally at six. I believe it's dropped down to five now. I, I believe the line has moved. In yeah, favor. it has. Okay, in yeah. favor of Auburn. Auburn has the talent. They got Bo Nix. They got Tank Bigsby. But I think at the end of the day, Penn State is a little bit more talented. But that's not really it as much for me. As much as it is this, it's a couple things. One, it's Penn State. It's at night. It's the whiteout. This crowd is going to be unreal for this. It game. is going to be. It is going to be bonkers. Yeah. In Happy Valley, it really is. Um. It, uh, I was I was talking I was talking to I was talking to an Auburn fan today, a uh, buddy of mine I work with, and I asked him about it how he felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, his words were, "Was the fan in him wants Auburn to win?" Yep. which I get. Absolutely. Why wouldn't he? Huh? But he said, "Happy Valley." At night, yeah, white out, white out. Mm-hmm. He said, "If I had to put money on the game, that I put it on Penn State." This is Auburn fan now. Yeah, that's, and that's a realistic fan. And I told him, I was like, I said, you know, I said, I feel the same way. He said, 
it all depends on how Bo Nix handles the crowd. Well, is, yeah. And the situation. And if they can get some holes for Tank. Um, if they can run the ball effectively, they may have a shot. This is going to come down to the Tank Bisbee going to run the ball effectively. He will. Penn State's running back. I can't remember his name. I, he's, um, Noah Kane, uh, among others. They're both going to be able to move the ball on the ground. Yeah. It's going to be a struggle. They're not going to do it freely all night, right? But they're, they're, it's going to be a fight. Tank Bisbee, Tank Bisbee will have success. One of the best backs in the SEC. But when it, if it's going to come down to quarterback play, Penn State has the edge. Bo Nix is awful on the road. Awful. Yeah. I think he's like 5-7 and seven win-loss record. And then his touchdown to INT ratio was uh, maybe larger than this, was 13-12. and tw- to 12. I mean, that's awful. He's not yeah. good on the road. And I just don't think if, if this was like them traveling to Michigan State, all right, maybe I would go Auburn. Uh, but I just – I can't, man. There's, there's too many things that's already kind of handicapping Auburn. Bo Nitch being one of them. Yes, he is thriving under this Brian Harson offense. I get it. Bobo – or sorry, Mike Bobo offense. It looks like he's playing better, having fun. But, again, folks, they have not been tested. They played Alabama State and Akron. Let's be real, okay? These guys aren't known for their defenses. Right now, Auburn's no. just out there having fun putting up points. Will the Penn State test them? I believe it'll be a lot better test. Yeah, okay. They've not played the defenses like the Bamas and the Georgias yet. Penn State doesn't have a defense like the Bamas and the Georgias yet. But I do believe there's enough offense on Penn State's side that they can match Auburn and possibly even score more. I do think Penn State wins this game. They may not necessarily cover, but I'm going to go ahead and go on the. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they do cover. That Penn State wins and also covers. I think, um, I think they went by a touchdown. I, I I will have to I'll have to agree with you there. Um, we uh, we both we both agree on that. Um, I just I think that I think Penn State is just the atmosphere um, and just everything that comes along with it. Yeah, uh, the players are going to be hyped, and I just think that they're. I think it's going to be a shell shock for Auburn. I really do. Yeah, and I think Auburn plays them tough. I don't think they lay down. But uh, I I do think that this may, you know, maybe bring Auburn back down to earth a little bit. But, you know, I don't blame the fans being excited. That's awesome. 60-point average a game. Yeah, geez. That's pretty good. All right, so here's the big one uh, for the weekend, in my opinion. Uh, Depends on who you asked, I suppose. Bama fans don't seem too up in arms about this. But uh, UF fans certainly are – they have this date – Circled. Uh, Florida fans are also oddly confident with this game. The line has shifted down. It was at 15 and a half. It is now 14 and a hook, I believe, last check. Bama favored as they traveled to the swamp to take on the Florida Gators. Over-unders set at 50, 58 and a half. So, naturally, they expect a high-scoring game. Uh, JT, does Florida have anything for Bama? I mean, historically, you look at this thing and – I was listening to 24-7 Sports today, Josh Pate, late kick with Josh Pate. Great show. Please listen to him. And he brought out some excellent points. One of the driving points people use to say, well, Florida could upset Bama because Bama historically struggles with mobile quarterbacks. I myself have said that. I've referenced that. But listening to Josh Pate today, he made it more sense. He said it wasn't necessarily that the quarterback could run. It's that the quarterback was able to make throws. Accurate. On the run. Pinpoint. Yep throws five or six of those a game, mix that in with a quarterback run or quarterback that can run and some good luck on defense and special teams. And then you have a chance to push Bama, not necessarily beat Bama, but push Bama. Florida fans, I know it's just a shocker for you because you think I'm coming from a place of subjectivity, but I just don't think Florida's victorious in this game. I just do not. And I don't think it's particularly close. Yeah, well, not. I mean, not only are the Florida fans very confident. Uh, apparently, there is one player who, who is very confident, also. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, for those of you who I, missed it, I didn't see it. Not to cut JT off, but Brenton Cox, when asked by the media if they were ready for Bama, they said, "Well, of course we're ready." The question is, are they ready? Now, that seems innocent enough. But it's also kind of stupid 
because there's why why would you and this is for any team. If that was a Georgia player, I'm gonna look at him and say, dude, what the hell? Why are you giving free motivation? That's what's and, and to give, you know, and and possibly maybe give the kid a little break, maybe the media twisted it a little bit on what he said. No, I've seen I've seen him sure. cited for multiple resources. But it and, has it has been it has been quoted by multiple resources and all of which and the and the quotes which, are the exact same. And all of which are Florida they cover Florida. They're not yeah. going to misquote a player on purpose. Yeah. All, Again, the, all the quotes are the exact same. I get it, guys. Crap talking, shit talking is part of the sport. On the field. Yep. Be smart about it because this is a conversation me and JT had off air. And then we're kind of getting off on the weeds here, but that's okay because I think this needs to be addressed. Do I understand that Georgia players talk crap on – of course they do. On the sidelines, on the field. Watch Georgia players in the media when they talk to the media. Watch Bama players when they talk to the media. Watch Ohio State players, Oklahoma players. Top-tier elite programs with a specific culture in place. When they talk to the media about their opponent, it is very diplomatic. It's almost complimentary. Yep, we're going ahead. of, We're, we're focused on, you know, ABC University, and they're a very good team. they got a good defense. You know, we're ready for the challenge, and we're just going to play our game. That is the boilerplate message you will hear from professional players, players who are trained to speak to the media, right? Yep. Not these players that get on there and want to talk nonsense, and that's what that is, guys. Whether you accept it or not, take your blinders off. That's stupid. Because do you think for one second Nick Saban ain't going to say, hey, he's wanting to know if y'all are ready. Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to happen? I can tell you I can tell you right now, he don't need to worry about if they're ready because I guarantee you, I can promise you that they're going to be ready. I don't know why because he's there's, even talking. There's, there's, not a, there's not a game that Bama is not – Prepared for No. Nick Saban's been doing this too long. To not have his team prepared for a big game. The crowd at the Swamp, yeah, it's it's a difficult place to play, I'm sure. But Bama's used to this, man. They play in Death Valley every two years, LSU. So, come on. That's not going to scare Bama. That's not. Um, and a lot of them are saying, "Yeah, they gave you know we gave them we took them to the wire last year and blah blah blah." Well, you know that was last year, a whole different and yeah, different time. UF's offense was very good, but this year's a different year. Their the player attrition has been large, and contrary to popular belief, when you lose players, it affects your team. Yep. Right, so let's let's keep that in perspective. But I don't understand why this particular player, Brenton Cox is his name. I don't even know why he's even talking. He's got one tackle out of the past two games. One. I, I mean, what are you even talking for? So whatever, we're getting off in the weeds. I got Bama winning by two touchdowns. I I don't know. Yeah, I think they cover. I think Bama covers the spread. Um. I don't know. I just, I just don't think you. I mean, I know the talk is that Emory Jones is going to be the starter, but we'll see a healthy dose of Anthony Richardson. Okay, cool. Anthony Richardson is an animal. He's a beast. Six four, two twenty. Yeah, or two forty rather. Yeah. Big guy. A lot of talent. Can't do it alone. Not against Bama. Not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's gonna it's gonna take it's gonna take a lot more. Yeah. Than uh, than just you know decent quarterback play for Florida. Right. right. Um, it's going to have to be a whole team effort, yeah. and I just don't think that they've got. I don't think they've got the personnel to to match up too well with with Bama. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bama. Um, you said two touchdowns. Yeah, the line right now is 14 and a hook, and I do think that I actually think they cover that 14 and a hook. So three scores. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it'd be too. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ten points. Okay. Ten ten point ten point differential. Okay. I'm cool with that. I mean, look, listen, we may be way off here, guys. Florida may go and may may defend home turf and you know send Bama packing. It's just not likely. Let's be no. real about it. And the Florida talk, trash talk from Florida fans on Twitter is just it's pretty damn reckless. <laughs> Let's yeah. just be honest. 
But yeah. you know what? That's part of the fun, I guess, when you're doing it that way. All right, so let's talk about our favorite team, JT. Georgia Bulldogs plays host South Carolina. South Carolina coming in off of two wins. They got two wins or two and oh. Uh, Shane Beamer riding high, man, and they're coming in as a 31-and-a-half-point underdog to Georgia. That's a pretty large spread. Um, we beat them 45-16 last year, I believe, 29 points. Yeah. So, and this is probably a more talented team. I don't know if that's necessarily true yet. We'll see. Eh, I think it kind of is. Uh, won't have Darnell Washington back. Obviously, Arik Gilbert's still not with the team. We're not going to have Tyke Smith. We're still, you know, those guys are still resting. However, the defense is healthy. Uh, for the most part, the offense is healthy. It stands – we don't know yet who's going to be under center. But at this point, I don't think it matters. I saw no. Butt, I saw Butt Baloo on Twitter say that with our defense, Ryan Seacrest to play quarterback and we could win. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I saw that. So, yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I do think um, – I'm going to go ahead and go all in, man. Georgia wins, obviously, and I believe they cover the 31-and-a-half spread. I really do. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a big win. I, I just want to see. There's a few things that I, I would like to see. Um, Tell I'd me like about to it. See us, I would like to see us be able to run the damn ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also like to see some field goal opportunities, some some made field goals. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the defense is going to be the defense. I mean, they're. I'm sure that they're going to. They're going to put on a show. Um, but I do. I do want to see our. Uh, I want to see our offense move some people off the line and open up some holes for our backs, man. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, I think we need to shore up our our run defense a little bit. UAB found some success now, albeit a lot of those yards were in trash time, garbage time with some, you know, twos and threes in. Yeah. Uh, but UAB found success where Clemson could not. <laughs> they, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Clemson only had the two running yards the whole game. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think UAB busted a hundred. But uh, so we need to shore that up a little bit, do a better job there. Um, but I agree with you a thousand percent. We need to be able to run the rock, man. And I believe we'll see some improvement there. You'll see some different schemes. Um, Matt Luke will have these guys ready to go. Not a great offensive line for South Carolina, which does not bode well against our defensive front. It's going to be a long day for the quarterback, I believe. Um, but I do believe that our offensive line steps up and they they, they create the space in our running backs. We'll get some uh, do some damage on the ground. Key player for South Carolina is obviously Kevin Harris. Got to watch out for him. But he cannot do it alone. And I, I just don't think they have any players in any real skill positions that are, are threat enough to put George on upset alert. Has uh, have, do you know why um, Kevin Harris is not why he's not playing? I didn't really see him in the game that much the other day when I was watching. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's dealing with injury. I haven't really looked. Um, which I don't follow South Carolina super close, uh, mainly because they're annoying, um, their fan base specifically. But, um. No, I don't know. I would assume if he's limited, probably because of injury. I mean, he's too he's too good to keep off the field otherwise, right? I mean, yeah. he really is a good running back. Um, but yeah, do you hear this? Do you hear this in the background? Yeah, what you is hear that? this noise? Yeah, what is that? It is raining like crazy. Is it right raining? Now. Okay, it may be raining outside yes. my house, but um, you know, I do hear it that is in the background. Down. I was wondering if you were maybe taking a shower or um, washing your vehicle. I mean, I actually could take a shower in this because uh-huh. I mean it, that's that's how much it's coming down right now. Uh-huh. So well, let's hope we get that out of our system before Saturday rolls around. I want nice, dry, cool weather uh, for our dogs to play in and just enjoy another college football Saturday, guys. That's it for the show today, man. Um, again, we're just we're, we really appreciate you guys listening. Um, here lately, people have been reaching out asking about the show, and it's very humbling, very cool. We're going to continue to do this. Uh, yes. we're, we're trying to stay on pace with doing this every week and game week. Sometimes that won't happen, but we so far so good. Uh, JT is being very generous with his time. My family being generous with, with theirs and letting me do this. Uh, so guys, we just appreciate it again. Find us on Twitter. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsor Quiznos eat fresh. Is that Quiznos? Or is that Subway? <laughs> I'm Subways making, eat fresh, hey, brother. <laughs> guys, some of this, some of this is bullshit. <laughs> anyway, I like it though. I like yeah. it. I like it. I missed Quiznos. What happened? 
Those those oh, guys man. were elite, man. The chicken carbonara sandwich. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. It didn't last long, though. No, it didn't. Not in our area, anyway. I don't know if there's any more open or not. If there yeah. is, send a quick shout out, guys. Send me some coupons. I'd love maybe, to there, some... maybe there's some quiz news up north or something. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, guys, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, JT, tell the people how you feel. Guys, so glad that y'all were able to stop in and listen to us tonight. I don't know if you can hear me or not over the rain because it is coming down. Loud and clear, um, buddy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just super excited for y'all to stop in and listen. Uh, continue to give us feedback. Um, that's what we love to hear. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the ones that have reached out. And, uh, you know, we want to keep doing this. We love doing it. Uh, you know, we're not professionals by no means, but, I mean, sometimes we think we sound like it. Um, yeah. We're having but, fun. Yeah. Yeah, having fun. And, and that's, what, that's what we just love talking sports. That's what this is all about. That's right, uh, but yeah, love you guys, um, and just want everybody to know: live life to the fullest, and go dogs! And everybody, please stay safe. Amen to that, brother. Go dogs! We'll see you guys next time. Mm-hmm.